Welcome to the Access VFX podcast. Pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness and opportunity in VFX, animation and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects, animation and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. We attend a lot of careers events and we keep hearing the same thing. It's a struggle to survive as a runner in a big city. In this series of episodes, we aim to dispel that myth and encourage you to do it. A big thank you to Sophie Hunt, who arranged for Cine Sight runners Charlotte and Vanessa, who discussed their experiences at the studio. My name is Vanessa Wood. I'm a facility runner at Cine Sight. I've been a runner for five and a half months and I want to go into animation. And I'm Charlie Fern. I'm also a runner here. And I've been here for nine months and want to go into effects. Okay, so first question, how did we get the job? Um, well, one of our friends from uni was already a runner here and he was moving up. And so he knew there was a position going and told me about it. So then I applied and got it that way. And the same sort of thing happened for you, Vanessa. Yeah, but, you told me yeah. about the uh, position when another runner here was moving up. And yeah, then, a couple months later. Yeah, and so then I applied for it as well. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> okay. Right, so what did we expect when starting? I expected it to be a lot more like making drinks. I had an impression it was going to be a lot of yeah. coffee and tea, a lot of it. Yeah, I thought that there'd actually be more actual running not like running but like going on runs like going out and yeah. taking things and dropping things off which we do do but like not as much as I thought yeah but I suppose Alex our friend did tell us kind of what to expect so it wasn't too different yeah really yeah so I was kind of I guess surprised a little bit surprised to see how kind of wrong I was about yeah. my impression of what a runner actually did yeah yeah. Okay, what do we actually do? Next question. Um, well, we go on runs, but just not as many as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more like you go and drop post off um, if, some, if we need to pick something up yeah. for an event or something. Um, yeah, we also drop off um, drives yeah. between companies. That's, yeah, that's kind of like a thing. same thing, yeah. Um, we set up for events for different occasions like birthdays or you know special like days national days yeah that. so we did it we did international women's day not yeah. not too long ago which, yeah which was good yeah lots of cakes yeah but day to day it's probably more keeping the office tidy in the kitchen mainly yeah mainly I would say um, keeping everything, all the supplies topped up, like coffee and tea and bread. Yeah. Things. For sure, yeah. Just, um, yeah, and then we do, three times a day, we do mug runs where we'll go around collecting mugs and plates and, you know, stuff from, <laughs> stuff from artists. Yeah, from <coughs> their desks. Yeah. So those things are kind of like daily things and then occasionally we'll have other things like laminating or... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, laminate like... Um, yeah, organising Some nails and stuff for... Yeah, for the production. And yeah. The producers and... 
Oh, we yeah. also um, cover reception sometimes as well and make drinks for like management. That's a daily thing. Yeah, yeah, for of. sure. Yeah. And setting up meetings for like yeah. internal and external sort of clients. Clients. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what about pros of being a runner? Um, so, the, probably the biggest pro would be networking. Yeah, absolutely. Because you have more chance to speak to basically everyone in the company. Yeah. If you, like, choose to or if they want to. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying you'll meet them on the mug runs or you'll meet them in the kitchen or yeah, something like that. Because we're around them a lot more than they are with each other sort of thing. Like yeah. people from different departments don't always get chances to hang out yeah. as much as we would with them. So Yeah. You definitely which yeah, so them. networking would be like the absolute yeah. Not only just for like while you're in this company, but for the future. Yeah when you sort of move around because it's definitely the sort of industry where it's kind of who you know can really help you definitely, in situations yeah. yeah if you want to move to like a different country or something and you know people yeah, from the current definitely. job you're in and they've moved there and you yeah. know they can help you out and not only maybe help you get the job but help you to like sort your life out when you move as well yeah, you know? like, <laughs> exactly. me coming from Norway I needed a lot yeah, of help when yeah. I first moved here so <laughs> there we <Definitely>. go <laughs> yeah good yeah uh some networking for sure yeah and then probably we get training here um i'm not sure if it's the same for like every company but it seems like you it's quite good you get um you do like a mandatory yeah like 40 hours of training of in-house training but it's outside of work yeah um so either after work or the weekends you can come in and do it but um and you do that either in like 2d yeah then you would do roto or if you're going to 3d then you do tracking yeah and when you're done with that training then when you're done with the mandatory 40 hours they'll set you up with a uh, mentor in whatever field you want to end up in which is which is quite nice yeah because then yeah, then you can start training in that. Yeah, and you learn from, like, industry experience, yeah. you know, artists, which exactly. is... Exactly, you get feedback from them as well, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, obviously, like, salaries, I think that's... Yeah, the... because, I don't know, it's, it's, being a runner is, you get paid for it because it's an actual job as opposed to, like, I don't know, some internships, I suppose you get paid, but... Maybe not. Maybe not all. Yeah, but not. you'd probably learn maybe the same thing. I'm not sure. But that's yeah, yeah. That's obviously. Speaking of salary, um, so salary kind of goes into what it's like living in London, I guess. Because yeah, London is tips we have. Yeah, because <laughs> London is is expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> and you know, being a runner, it's not. You're the, not on like a high, like the highest of wages. Yeah, yeah. London, but so you know, <laughs> you've got to be smart. Yeah. And, um, I think a few things to kind of help you out is you know yeah bring your own food sometimes you know meal prep yeah or for lunch bring your own lunch in rather than buying it because it may seem cheap every day like a meal deal can be three pounds but that's 15 pounds a week which you could easily spend yeah on something else for sure yeah yeah you know um, but we get um if we're on the late shift um yeah if you finish after eight yeah same yeah. for artists as well but um we're every other week you're on a late shift yeah. um, for the week and we get eight pounds to spend on 
Yeah, it's like an dinner. allowance. Isn't so yeah, it's quite good because that's one of your meals paid for. <laughs> yeah, or if not two, if you do it wisely. And that's so handy as well when you're a runner. Anything yeah. you can kind of get covered by yeah. the company is, you know, it's already a, a win-win there. Definitely. Um, but then, yeah. so food it kind of links into like just look around for the cheapest supermarkets and best deals because obviously there are some more expensive places like don't do your weekly shopping m s yeah 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 <laughs> food's good price but, is a bit, <laughs> bit hurtful you know yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fairly obvious um yeah but if you do decide to eat out there are actually loads of apps um with deals for both takeaways and when you eat in a restaurant like food there's there's an app called embargo yeah that um they have different deals and you can look what's in your area and they'll have for lunch as well so if you do go out for lunch you can find some cheaper ones and also if you go out for drinks because yeah. obviously that's going to be probably like socialising yeah. that big thing <laughs> Um, and that sure. could be definitely very expensive in London, but there are there are yeah. apps. There's one called Dusk that's pretty good, yeah. where you can uh, bars will like give you free drinks, if, like or something if you yeah. show the app. And do they tell you about happy hour as well, or? Oh yeah, <laughs> look for happy hour. <laughs> Important. Stuff. I know where happy hour is. <laughs> definite plus <laughs> and if you're traveling i guess another that one yeah. thing would be like to get a rail card if you're yeah. eligible and then you can link it to your oyster card yeah you know. yeah you can go online and do that um somehow or if you do if you want to save even more money um get a bike if you if you're able to commute for sure for a lot sure. of people do that james the other runner he's just got a bike and says it takes him about the same time to commute but yeah. obviously it's free and he doesn't miss the tube right now so, no. train, so he's, he's quite happy with his bike <laughs> exactly. and you know just be I guess be be smart you yeah. know at the beginning of the month pay all your bills pay your you know bills rent travel costs anything that needs to be paid yeah, like your phone bill and yeah and, and then you know eventually then when that's done yeah you'll kind know. of how much how you much can. you're left with and you can yeah. kind of plan it out a bit and then yeah, and like you know what you can do with your month uh, or then you can kind of put some aside as well like open a savings account yeah. that's quite a good idea because if you just set up a direct debit at the beginning of each month or like just when you've been paid even just a little bit like 50 pounds a month like oh for that sure. will definitely that's what i do actually because, yeah <laughs> yeah especially like within this industry mm what I've seen being a runner is a bit different for us because we're not kind of like insured this job for now but um, yeah a lot of roles people will be from job to job to job with like two months and then you know another three months in another place and if you don't if you might have like a bit of time in between it's good to like know you've got a bit of money yeah a bit of backup to you're not spending all your uh, like all your monthly wage like yeah. your income in yeah. that month yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you've sure. got a bit in case yeah. you were to have a couple of weeks without a job yeah which is not to say you shouldn't be spending anything at all oh yeah you know, like you, have fun not, yeah yeah the end, just you like, know, towards the end of the month when smart. you see if you've been smart through the, the first bit of the oh, month yeah. you, you know you can go a bit Buy a, bit, yeah. <laughs> buy a top go a bit crazy at the yeah, end well, you know? it's not happy hour yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure no more drinks right <laughs> yeah um, you know, there's loads of free stuff to do in London. There's um, 
another I think it's a website I don't know if they have an app they probably do um, mm-hmm. the meetup have you heard of no I've not heard of it I joined it for the vegan one but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like loads of things on there like anything that you're actually like into like a hobby or like interests there's yeah. tons of people there and also you just get to meet people which is cool. then yeah like yeah. you hear from other people other like free things to yeah. do and like they'll know of a event or like yeah which is very cool actually that you can meet people as well because London is so big yeah it's hard to yeah, like, like you find think, a group yeah definitely because like you think there's everywhere. such that thing like you're in a really busy place but like yeah. you're kind of just by yourself <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. really sad but no but it's, it's, it's like, kind of true yeah, yeah just because there's hundreds of millions yeah. of people doesn't mean that like True, and especially you, you know if you're moving easy. into London, you're yeah. not from here. Yeah, like, it's, it's such an advantage to have these things that you can, you know, meet people. Meet people, yeah. Yeah, and that kind sure. of goes with um, your housemates. It's it's definitely cheaper, m- well, most of the time, to live in a house with other people than to For live by sure. yourself. And not only is it cheaper, it will then, again, like we said, help you meet people and then you'll meet their friends and then like yeah. they'll, you'll find out about other events like, for sure things like that and it'll yeah yeah it's pretty good but you know obviously if you if you have the opportunity of living at home you yeah. should definitely <laughs> consider it and you know save up a bit and yeah live a bit safe probably to start especially on like the runner's wage you know it's yeah it's, it's definitely an, an advantage to if you can stay at home you know probably should definitely yeah I do. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you save a lot from that and then mm-hmm. it keeps you a bit yeah. on the safer side, I guess. But, you know. Especially for now. Yeah. Well, you can. Okay, so last question. What advice would we give for new runners? And I think first and most important one and easiest one in one way is learn names. Yeah. Because... Uh, That'll help. <laughs> yeah, it'll help. And, you know, it'll happen naturally as well when you have to hand out posts to people. Yeah. And, you know, you start talking to people here and there. You'll, you'll automatically learn names, but it's it's never a bad thing to just yeah. try and learn it. Yeah, because it can be a bit daunting at first because there's so many people. Um, especially if you joined the company if it, when they're in sort of crunch time because the numbers definitely can, like, rack up. Like, they start getting a lot of people when it gets busy, but... Um, yeah, especially the people who are on, like, smaller contracts, like, yeah, two weeks here, two weeks there. Oh. all the time when yeah. it comes to deadline time, but, um, but yeah, just you'll get there. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Um, um, I'd say just work hard, show you actually want to be there. Um, there's nothing worse than it, sort of acting like you don't even want to be there and you don't care about it because that's not going to help you in any, in any way. True. Um, yeah, just work hard. A yeah. lot of people probably wouldn't notice, but it just takes one person like to sort of notice and remember you, and that can help in the future if they remember you as a hard worker. Yeah, because you'll like build build yourself a reputation. You know, people will hear yeah. about how how much you did, and you know you'll, and especially in an industry like this, we're all about details as well. You know, we're all about the small things yeah. needing to link. To, uh, I mean, to like end up with the perfect end product, or you yeah, know, and definitely. So the small things definitely will help, for sure. Yeah. Other than that, just try and have fun. You're in London yeah. and, you know, it's, it's a job. <laughs> and uh, it's a stepping stone. You'll get where you want to be through this job. It's definitely worth it. So, yeah, stick with it. For sure. Um, 
but yeah, have fun. <laughs> anyway, that's the last of it. Yeah, um, thank you for listening. I hope you've um, got something from this. Any advice? <laughs> for sure, yeah. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Bye-bye. And next we go to the mill, where I chatted to current runners, Sheehan and Katie, about their journey from education to industry and their experience to date. Hi, I'm Sheehan. And so basically what I've done is I come from Germany and then I came here to study in London for my undergrad, but I studied games design and creative writing, so completely different. Mm. And then later I realized I want to go into animation. So I studied animation for my master's. Um, but then during that time, mm. I realized, to be honest, like even though I really like being artistic and creative and all that, I feel like I prefer the managing part of, of like animation or like making films and all that. So I realized I want to be a producer. Um, so every day, is it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But so yeah, that's my kind of like my journey and then I went to an event here it was I think visual effects discovery event oh yes that of one. course yeah yeah and so I met up um, I talked to like loads of people then and then yeah that's how I got the job to be honest because then they they, um, they advertised a job on LinkedIn so I applied for it and I've also obviously mentioned like the people I've talked to during the event and then yeah was called in for an interview and then got the Amazing. job so when we talk about uh, entry points and entry levels into industry, we talk a lot about university, apprenticeships, networking, all that good stuff. And it sounds like you've done all of those, apart from the apprenticeships. Yeah. But, you know, you've gone down that traditional route, yeah. uh, you know, and potentially looking to become an animator and then gone through that kind of transition. And actually yeah. it turns out you ended up getting your role here just yeah. through turning up to uh, event, a Discovery really. Evening re- rerun, right? Exactly. Um, so I'd like to come back to kind of the importance of uh, networking mm-hmm. shortly, but mm-hmm. I'd like to hear from Katie. Yeah, so I'm originally from North Wales and... Kind of got into VFX just as a hobby at the start, but then decided when you find out it's actually a career, it's super exciting. And I found a course um, that was quite local to me in Manchester, a university called FutureWorks. So I was there for three years Mm -hmm. studying um, a mixture of 3D and 2D VFX. And after I finished that, I kind of started to freelance a bit up north, Um, but it was mainly doing compositing 2D work. And when I was doing that, I kind of decided that I was more interested in pursuing a career in 3D and seeing what opportunities lay down here in London. So I just started um, applying to various different roles down here and Mm. ended up at the mill. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, you both had this kind of interesting snaky career already. (laughs) Uh, It's been a bit of a theme that's come up on this in various interviews we've had for this particular podcast, like a lot of people have recognised that they've come in, well, not come into industry, but actually set out on their their journey towards a career path, mm. thinking, right, I'm going to go down this road, and then for whatever reason, they've gone down a completely different route. Because yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people, and a lot of the advice that's been given out throughout this podcast has been, you know, walk into a studio and just be open-minded, because, you know, you may think you want to be a compositor mm. and then there's this whole brave new world of emerging tech and production mm-hmm. and yeah. design yeah. and all these kind of little sub departments as well which kind of can, can pique your your, your uh, curiosity and, mm, and, and creativity so that's really really interesting um, so I want to kind of tackle the subject of kind of uh, working and living in London on a, on a runner's salary uh, you guys are still quite new to mm-hmm. the city uh, and, and and the industry um, but uh, could you kind of maybe talk a bit about some of your concerns? Um, well, my 
my concern was that I wouldn't be able to afford living here just because I'm quite sheltered if I'm honest <laughs> because my parents always took care of me and like okay. even when I studied here it was like they financially supported me with everything yeah. so it was like I never really had to worry about like money because they would be helping me if I needed any help but then after graduation I was like I can't be depending on my parents forever because I don't want to I want to be independent mm. I want to do my own things yeah. and stuff um, so I was like well, I really have to do it now. I really have to be independent. So my concern was always that I wouldn't be able to and I'll have to run back to my parents and be like, mm. oh, I can't do it. But it hasn't happened yet, so that's great. That so I feel like, yeah, that was my concern. That I couldn't afford it yeah. living here. Mm. And how do you afford it? I mean, do you have, what's your situation where do you, I mean, I can ask where you live. Be <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's your, your living situation? Um, uh, how do you make it work? Currently, I live in a house with three other girls. Okay, so, oh, it's house So yeah, it's like a flat share, um, which is really good to be honest, because we live quite close to, cent- to central as well, wow. um, which at first you'd be like, oh, you could never afford that. But if you share with people, it's usually fine. Yeah, nice. Usually it's, yeah. And they're from affordable. different parts of London or is it yeah, like a crew of runners? actually from like different countries as well. Oh, amazing. So it's, yeah, very multicultural. I always assume that kind of everybody has these house shares, all these like all, all these mill runners just hanging oh, out like the monkeys yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Okay, cool. So you kind of have a flat share and make it work in that yeah. respect and you still manage to, you know, survive. Yeah, Wicked. definitely. Okay, nice one. What about you? I think the trick is to stay organised. Um, I mean, I think we all had concerns when we started as runners, like being able to afford things. Mm-hmm. So it's not the best salary, but you mm. think, um, yeah, you just got to stay organized, like plan what you're going to be spending your money on. Um, I was very fortunate in the fact that I moved down here with my younger sister. Okay. So we moved in together, which um, helped a lot with like the price of, you know, accommodation and just bills and stuff. Um yeah, I think if you just plan ahead, it yeah. definitely helps a lot to keep track of what you're spending your money on. And Do you have like a myriad of Excel spreadsheets and yeah. picturing this kind you need of to, definitely. This <laughs> nerve centre of yeah. uh, organisation? <laughs> okay, so uh, getting, getting over the concerns and you guys have talked a bit about how you make it work. You know, has it gone as expected? You know, what's... Um, in terms of expectation, in terms of both your role and, and living in the city, you know, mm-hmm. I guess there's two questions here. One is what has gone as expected and what hasn't? What's been the big mm-hmm. surprise for you? Maybe start with Casey. Um, so I think before I started as a runner, I think it was, it was very difficult because you kind of hear the horror stories about being a runner mm-hmm. and it being really stressful and you're not going to have any time to do anything. And so I was kind of expecting it to be a bit um, daunting and scary, Mm. but when you actually start, it's just totally different. It's not as crazy as all these stories um, make it out to be. Um, All stereotypes of running, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you hear that? Did you hear all the myths of unpaid work? Like you you would have to literally make it work on no salary. Yeah, it's just totally inaccurate though. Yeah, it's all about um, time management as well. Like if you're going into 3D or 2D or production, you've got to find time to train. Mm. But then you've just got to find time to have your own social life as well. So Mm. you've just got to be prepared to um, plan everything out and make sure you're having some personal time as well as working time. (laughs) And and that happens, checking? Because I know you you guys have to do your training and do the the client service role. Generally, um, in 3D at least, we do our shifts and then train after our shifts. and. Um, maybe come in on the weekend to do a bit, but generally our weekends are kind of free and you can just do whatever you want, yeah. Excellent, it's good to hear, it's refreshing. Yeah, How about you, Shia? Um, so, 
my ex well, it's quite similar to Katie, where I didn't expect it to be. Well, well I expected a runner to be kind of like the bottom of the bottom mm -hmm. in the hierarchy, let's say, um, where they don't get treated with respect and all that. But coming here, it's completely different. Everyone says hi to everyone. Like, mm -hmm. there's no such thing as, oh, you're a runner, so I'm not going to say hi to you. I'm not going to be nice to you. But there's no such thing yeah. because everyone's just nice to everyone, really. Yeah. Um, which I really was surprised about because mm. it's just like Katie said, you hear like all these horror stories and stuff. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And then things that I, or oh, another thing I didn't expect was like the opportunities we get as well, because um, you would think, like Katie said, you would just be um, spending your free time training basically. Yeah. But then um, we often get opportunities to cover holidays for like people. Um, there would be basically um, relevant to our yes. pathway. Yes, of course. Um, so sense. I think that's really great that we get all these opportunities because since I've been here, I've gotten like four opportunities or so. So that's it's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. And how long have you been here? Like yeah. five, this is my fifth five month, months. I believe. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, I think the respect piece is quite interesting. Yeah. In that, um, uh, but, I mean, I think there's a real spirit and has been for the last 30 years of the mill of, of mentoring. Mm. Like everybody mm -hmm. wants to give back, everybody wants to talk about what they do and yeah. impart knowledge and wisdom and take you under their wing. Is that something you have, have seen in tandem with that, that respect for the running programme? Because of course everybody respects the running programme because mm. it's the bedrock of our, our talent pipeline and has been for 30 years. But you know, what's been your experience of kind of being mentored and, 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 uh, and artists and producers kind mm -hmm. of... Mm -hmm. taking you under their yeah, wings, so, so to speak. When we started, um, we all get a mentor for three months. Yep. So they're usually relevant to what you want to get into. So um, the mentor I had was really good. He started as a runner a few years ago and has been working in 3D since. Um, so it was just good to get an idea of what to expect, especially in your first weeks at the mill, um, mm -hmm. kind of what to expect for the role, what to expect for training and opportunities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really helpful. handy, definitely. And is mentoring um, also helpful for day-to-day -day life stuff, you know, do you find? I don't know, just kind of like, um, yeah, if you, like if you need of, it. Yeah, just words of wisdom, um, how to manage your time and make sure you're, I don't know, taking every opportunity, but also having a social life. Yeah. And, yeah, and talking to people. It's, yeah. Good, it's a good way of them to introduce you to other people in the industry as well because um, they obviously know everyone in the department. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just opens up so many more opportunities having that person there. Excellent. And on a kind of community of, uh, especially the running community, uh, we met with um, a group of former runners as part of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I always find, or something I always notice, I'm, I always get a bit of kind of FOMO when I see all the runners <laughs> hanging out and having lunches because it is like the last gang in town. And you yeah. see, I've not had six years of watching these different, almost... Um, Intakes become like almost kind of you know, you know a squad, like you mm. said, right? Um, have you have you experienced that? Is that a big a big part of kind of the, the survival piece? Having this mm. kind of network of almost multi-disciplined, multi-talented people who are joining you on the running team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're all like a little family. We've nice. said that on multiple occasions. Yeah. Like as soon as you start, within the first week or two, you just feel like you can tell them everything, and yeah, you do get very close because wow. you're spending like all day with these people getting yeah. sent off to do runs and then training after work and working some events and yeah, yeah you do you can just spend a lot of time with them so yeah naturally you get close it's good 
And I guess that's the yeah. nature of the role as well, because you're the client service team, you know, you, 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 you're the blood flow of the building, right? Yeah. So there's almost that responsibility as, you know, we talk about a lot of the training we do around being ambassadors. You mm. guys are, you wear the brand, nobody else wears the middle mm. logo, you yeah. know, with pride. And there's something that goes hand in hand with, you know, that big mm. crew where everybody's got their back. I don't know, I just think it's kind of really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get very jealous. <laughs> um, so uh, kind of a final question really um, is around advice um, you would give yourself if you had the, the, the benefit of going back in time, if that mm-hmm. technology existed and it might do one day, especially mm-hmm. with the work we're doing here. Yeah. Um, what advice would you go back in time and give yourself, do you think? Um, well, I would tell myself to apply early because um, if, you really, if you want to ha- get a job, if you want to have a job by the time you graduate, you should start applying as soon yeah. as your last year in uni, basically, I think. Yeah. Just because it takes, you don't realize how long it takes really for people to look at your CV because sometimes they don't really look at your stuff. Mm. Um, so it takes a long time to, um, yeah, to go through the whole process of well, looking for jobs, what jobs are available, what positions are available, and then actually writing a CV, cover letter and all of that. Um, so definitely apply early on mm. and also especially in this type of industry go to networking events because yeah. they are so helpful and then you get your face out there people recognize you and it's just more personal basically and yeah. people will more likely look at your CV that's a really good point I'm glad you mentioned that because I think with networking as well there's a, we talked about stereotypes of running right there's mm-hmm. also a stereotype associated with networking that you you go to these schmoozy dudes and there's lots of canapes and prosecco and <laughs> yeah. there's gatherings of people and you're trying to just like casually hang mm-hmm. hang around next to them and you ask them what they do and yeah. all of it's all a bit awkward, right? But I mean, what's, what's your... I mean, you talked about the uh, discovery evening we ran here at the mill. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you find out about that? I mean, how do people get connected to networking events? Because for some people listening, it might be this other, other world they don't mm. know anything about or how to break into it. And yeah. I know personally that it's super easy, but mm. I'd love yeah, to hear yeah, your yeah. experience. Um, for me, so in order to find those events, go to LinkedIn or Eventbrite. They usually have like those mm-hmm. events um, advertised. Um, but then on the day, I know it's very scary because I, fu- I thought it was really difficult to, if you, if you basically met with all these people and they're all talking in groups and you're just like, oh, I'm really scared of just mm-hmm. speaking to them. But what I found is that they they're not judging you basically, mm-hmm. even if you are a run, uh, even if you're like um, a, a student or anything like that. Like don't, they don't judge you at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just have to take that first step of talking to one person and then mm-hmm. talking to another person. It's just because everyone's so happy to talk to you actually because you're scared at first you're like oh they don't want to talk to me they're not interested but they are they are really interested in what you do and then you ask them about what they do so I think it's literally just taking a step being proactive being proactive yeah Yeah. what about you Kate what's your experience of kind of the networking piece so before I got this job um, I went to the VFX festival and that's how I kind of got talking to the different recruiters and I think if I spoke to myself back then, I'd say, oh, just uh, connect with them on LinkedIn Mm. and um, as soon as possible, like after you leave the event, um, connect with them and message them. And um, often they ask um, for your showreel and they can get some feedback on it and tell you how to improve. So when you're ready to apply for the role, um, you're super prepared and you've got a better chance at um, succeeding. Brilliant. There's lots of really good advice in there. Then in, in there, so there's definitely LinkedIn. I think you know all mm, the industry yeah. recruiters use LinkedIn. Yeah. As much as you're starting to feel a little bit tired, that's still where they go, right? Yeah. 
And I think, again, I like the point around getting on radar, being a bit of a face at these networking events mm-hmm. without yeah. being too stalkerish. Yeah. Yeah. So the fine line, isn't there, between uh, the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the work as well, if, particularly if you're creative, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually start working on your reel. And there's yeah. so much free software available out there that you can yeah. kind of... Uh, learn your craft and if you're looking to become a producer I mean what, what, what do you do to you know hone your craft just keep talking to people right yeah, keep building true. those relationship skills mm-hmm, exactly brilliant well um, I think that's probably all we've got time for guys thank you for uh, getting involved and thank you uh, for anybody who's listening there we go end of another Access VFX podcast we really hope you enjoyed it to find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening and until next time, bye.